Hey guys, this is Doug Aldrich. We are the Dead Daisies, and this is like no other podcast. Hi, and welcome to the latest Like No Other podcast. Today we're speaking to David Lowy. Hi, David, and welcome to the podcast. So, what was your first or earliest memory of you wanting to play music? My first memory of wanting to play music, um, really good question. Um, well, I played piano as a, as a child, uh, classic piano. My, my, mother, my mother was a pianist. And um, so, I, so I did that. But uh, I remember going to uh, a party and there was a, a band playing. And uh, I can't remember how old I was. Uh, I was quite, quite young. And it was at an older person's party and there was a, a band playing. And I said, I'm going to do that. This is that's really good. I'm going to do that, and uh, I think it would have been about eight or nine years old. Um, saw saw a guy playing a red Fender guitar. I was just mesmerised by it. Yeah, it was a function band, and 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 the person was quite a few years older than me, so they would have been twelve or thirteen. So it was a function band. But after after that, I started to uh, watch uh, bands on TV, and uh, I bought my first record when I was ten years old. Uh, spent my bus money on it, and I had to walk home about three miles because I'd saved my bus money <laughs> so I could buy this record. There's a record by the Easy Beats, Vander and Young, George Young, the brother of uh, yes. Angus and Malcolm. It was the first record I ever bought. It was called um, She's So Fine uh, by, the, by the Easy Beats. That song was on the A side, and the B side was a song called Come and See Her. So uh, that was my introduction to to, to uh, rock music. The Australian scene's been really vibrant for many, many years and produced some of the greatest rock bands in the world. Uh, did you take any influence from some of those bands that were out there? Well, definitely. I mean, I grew up in Australia and, um, as I said, the first record I bought was an Easy Beats record, so um, I used to listen to a lot of uh, Australian bands. There, I think there was a period, and it, while I'm talking to you, it's coming back to me. There was a period of time where there was, uh, I think there was some ban on importation of uh, foreign music, uh, probably to support the local industry. And uh, that was, I don't remember when that was, but uh, that's just an aside. But yeah, we, we always had a, a, a very strong rock music scene and, in particular, it was it was pushed by um, a record company, music musical instrument music company called the called Alberts, and uh, Alberts had um, uh, a very old Australian family, and originally in the business of importing harmonicas, I think it was, but that they had um, they had all the big bands and they they supported and promoted all all the Australian rock scene. I think they were responsible for many many big Australian bands of supporting them, promoting them and uh, recording them and distributing their music, doing their publishing. And that was really a great boost for the industry. So if you look at their, <clears throat> if you look at their roster, they, they, they had everybody. can't remember the guy's name. Uh, he passed away at a young age. He, he's really the godfather of, uh, of Australian rock and roll. So David, was there any bands that you followed more than any others? Yeah, I mean, I was a big follower, obviously, of ACDC, but also a band called The Angels. They had a particular sound, style, and it grabbed me from the first time I, I ever heard one of their one of their songs. 
they were very successful in Australia. They they, they tried their hand overseas. They spent, they spent time in America, I think, by the time they got to America. Maybe it was a little bit late. They got some traction, I think, up in the in the northwest. They really came back to Australia. And um, anybody uh, who grew up in, you know, in, the, in the 70s um, would know the band The Angels. Aussie rock has its own, own genre. You know, it's not UK rock and it's not American rock. It's Aussie rock, and there's definitely something... Uh, unique about it and maybe it's a blending of all the the, the styles of rock but but it's definitely uh it's it definitely has its own sound let's play some angels and this is take a long line Decide to uh, go professional with your music quite a bit later than in life uh, once you'd achieved so many other things. So, what made you decide, right now's the time I need to do this? 
Well, I was always passionate about playing music. I, I did have garage band for a short period of time as a teenager. I actually played bass. I, I wasn't playing guitar then. I always had a strong passion for doing it, but, you know, I sort of went in a different direction and I went to university and studied finance and went into a family business that grew into a very large business while I was there. My, my father started the business and I worked with my brothers in it as well. And But I always had the passion for music and um, I didn't know for sure I'd return to it, but as soon as I got the opportunity, I did. Uh, I, I, I did grab it with both hands and uh, it came about because I decided to after working in that uh, business for 23, 24 years already, I wanted to get out of being involved in a large public company, do business privately on behalf of my family, and that would then give me the time and freedom to do the other things I wanted to do. Fortunately, my, my dad and my brothers were pre prepared to let me go and do that. And uh, so I, I started an investment business that then gave me the time to do other things. and. Um, one of the things I wanted to do was get back into music. And from that, I uh, a cover band and, and we played at a charity function. And it, by chance, I met actually the singer of The Angels, Doc Neeson, at one of these charity functions. Struck up a friendship with him. He came and sang with my cover band a few times. And, um, and then we wrote an album. Then we decided to write an album together I'd never written before. Doc said, why don't you give it a go? So we formed a, a close personal friendship and a musical partnership and and we wrote an album together and put a band together called red phoenix he'd by that time left the angels and that really uh gave me the the taste for it you know this is really something i want to i want to pursue and pursue it with vigor uh, you know I, I don't believe in doing anything by half nothing in moderation everything in excess as yeah. long as it's legal you're not going to hurt anybody and you're going to remember <laughs> yeah. it yeah that's my motto. So I went in with great vigor, and unfortunately, Doc wasn't well, and he's since passed away. And after we made the album, it was difficult for him to tour. So I looked for another project to do, and actually, that's how I met David Edwards. He'd just finished up, finished up with um, In Excess following Michael Hutchins' uh, passing. He was involved in the putting together this TV show called Rockstar In Excess to find a new singer, and through that, he knew he knew people that were interested in working on a new project, and he introduced me to one of the people involved in that show, Neil Carlson, and we started a band called Mink. We wrote an album together, we put a good band together, we toured quite a bit, we did quite a few supports, and then typical thing that happens with bands, different issues occur for different people in the band, and around that time, it was also, uh, you know, there was a, a great period of financial in the financial markets, great distress in 2008, 2009, and I needed to focus my attention back into back into business due to due to the issues going on at the time. So Mink, after one album, basically folded. But uh, around 2011, I was ready to get back into it, and uh, that's when I met John Stevens, and we started. Uh, we wrote together, and we started the Dead Daisies. John is an unbelievably talented guy, both songwriter, musician singer and we, we we started we had some uh, early modest success and we got some tours with uh with some very big bands so that's that's how the dead daisies actually got going and john and i split after a period of time he wanted to continue with his solo career through playing with the support for large bands met many uh, international musicians and that's how the, that's really the genesis of, of, of the dead daisies and here we yeah. are now, our fifth studio, fifth studio album, and uh, 
which we're very, very proud of. Next up, we have one of your most memorable riffs, David. This is a long way to go from the Dead Daisies Make Some Noise album.
since the inception of the band, David, you've been the main driving force behind it, and uh, you've achieved so many amazing things in that time over the last eight, eight or nine years. Um, so, to recording Holy Ground, you actually recorded it in a French chateau. Uh, how was that? A great place. We could all we all lived there. We stayed there for quite a long period of time. We, you know, ate three meals a day together. We were in the studio together. We we separated for part of the time to do some writing. We came back together. It was, it was a very good, very good process and a very creative place to be. With everything going on right now, you must be extremely pleased to finally get the album out. But you must still be quite frustrated about actually getting out there and playing live. Well, look, it's been incredibly frustrating because um, you know you, you put your, all your heart and soul. Uh, into uh, creating a, an album, and then then you can't can't get it out, and you can't get out and play for the people, and you can't play for yourself, and um, very very frustrating. But I mean, every musician on the planet uh, is faced with the same issue today, and and a lot of people are going through a lot of hardship um, as a result of uh, the, the, the pandemic and predicament we're in. So fortunately. Um, Unfortunately, that I, I haven't personally got sick, nor many members of my family, which is good. Actually, I've I've been vaccinated now, as of now, um, which I hope works. Um, so, uh, look, it's been very tough for anybody in the, in the music space, but it's been a lot tougher for a lot more people. And uh, you know, a really, uh, it's been a very very hard time globally, uh, and something we need we need we need to consider. Okay, we haven't been able to get our music out play music but compared to the hardships that some other people have had to endure it is very frustrating and you know uh, life throws throws curveballs at you and this is one of them. So to finish off David can you give me a quick summary about the writing and recording process of Holy Ground and what the album means to you? Well it was um, first time we've, we've worked with Glenn uh, who, who, is a, who is a massive talent both as a you know songwriter, musician, unbelievable vocalist. Um, you know, I I believe in you know you get better by by standing on the on the shoulders of giants, and Glenn is <laughs> definitely a giant. Um, wonderful human being, and, and, and with a very big heart. Um, and I think uh, collaborating with him um, was was really uh something very special for me it was a great privilege to do that and to sit in the room and write songs with him and participate in the songwriting with the band although glenn very much likes to write on his own we did drag him into the room sometimes and and we did have to participate together in some of in some of the tracks and i think that's uh that's part of the reason why it's uh, it sounds so good so it was a, it was a wonderful experience it was stressful it's always stressful making uh, making a new record. You are working, uh, you know, you 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 want to you you want to make sure it's going to be good. You you hope it's going to be good. You never know, actually. Um, you are working under time pressure because uh, you can't take years anymore to do these things. But the product, the the output's fantastic. I mean, Doug, uh, I mean, D Doug and I spent quite a bit of time working together, um, and then bringing what we did. Uh, to to um, Glenn and Dean also participated in it, so it was a um, communal effort led by certainly led by uh, Glenn. So it was a wonderful experience. It was a great learning experience, 
I think that the uh, body of work that we've we've created is uh, I'm incredibly proud of it. Um, I love most of the songs on the album. Some of them, you know, like with anything, um, you like some more than others. It was just a, it was just a wonderful experience. I feel very privileged to be able to to participate it in. So I can't wait to get out there and play it for the fans. Play it for ourselves. And here's the title track, Holy Ground.
You've been listening to Like No Other Podcast with David Lowy. Tune in next time.